Welcome to Rewitched, a charmed 1998 rewatch podcast. Join us on our journey as we recap, examine, and critique the series episode by episode from the beginning. We'll be keeping our podcast spoiler free. So we welcome fans, new and old, to join us in watching and reflecting on one of our favorite shows. Currently, we're on season two. I'm your host, Jess Sabanko. And I'm your host, Mia Sabanko. Now let's get into this week's episode. This week, we're discussing season two, episode 20, Astral Monkey. It originally aired on May 4th, 2000 and had 4.54 million viewers. So we open at the manor and Phoebe walks into the kitchen where Piper is already there. And Phoebe asks if Piper got the postcard from Dan. And she said she did and it sounds like he's having a great time. Phoebe asks if something's wrong and Piper says that she got another letter from Dr. Williamson and they refresh us on who he is, the specialist who treated Piper when she had the Arroyo fever. Phoebe's like, that was months ago. What does he want? Piper says that he wants her to come in for blood work so he can make sure she's cured. And Phoebe says, an angel brought you back to life. Trust me, you're cured. And she says, I know, but I can't exactly tell him that. Phoebe tells her to just throw the letter away, and Piper says that she has been, but he keeps sending more. Phoebe looks in the trash and sees there's an empty box of the granola that she just bought. She's like, who eats this besides me? And Piper says that it was Leo and she'll replace it. Phoebe's like, um, Piper, I don't want you to think I mind because I don't. But if um Leo's going to be living here, I think we should probably set some ground rules, you know? And Piper's like, Leo doesn't live here. And Phoebe's like, he eats breakfast here a lot. And she's like, maybe he just likes cereal. You really think he's here that much? And Phoebe says, he's like the big brother I never wanted. I mean, had. (laughs) And Prue walks in and asks Phoebe if she's ever heard of an Evan Stone. And he's apparently this actor that Phoebe likes. And Prue says that she's going to be doing a photo shoot with him. And Phoebe is super jealous. And Prue doesn't want to know anything about him and just wants to go and get ready. And Piper's like, um, Prue, you don't think Leo lives here, do you? Prue says, I mean, yeah, of course he does. But I mean, it's fine as long as you're happy. That's all I care about. Not that I was unhappy when I saw Leo all naked in the shower and just all wet. And Piper's like, okay, so you guys just need to make some ground rules. You know, what's acceptable and not acceptable. And they start to leave and just kind of like wave her off. And she's like, I'm serious. And she picks up the letter and throws it in the trash. So I like this intro scene. I mean, obviously we can get the idea that now that Williamson is being brought back up, So we can assume that Williamson is going to be a big part of this episode um, and kind of tie back into the Arroyo fever thing, which I really like that because I feel like we've had that discussion where it's kind of like they do these things and then it just kind of gets left in the air. Like, oh, guess that never got resolved. And now they're bringing this back up um, and we're going to see that they actually do come to a conclusion on kind of what happened with the Arroyo fever situation and it didn't just get let go of. 
Yeah, exactly. Because um, we did see Williamson being so suspicious in that episode. So I like that they decided to bring him back. And I have plenty to say about kind of his character in this episode. And we'll get there when we get there. Yeah, absolutely. And on top of that, I like the sisterly moments between them. Like last episode, it's just like working really well. The writers are doing a great job at that. It does feel very natural and funny and kind of interesting to me how like Piper is very like on top of this whole Leo being around thing and them thinking that he lives there I don't know I just felt like a really cute moment to me yeah and it really worked for me I will say that um the person who I sometimes reference having a relationship with on this podcast before he got his own apartment when I would stay at like the house he was living at where he had roommates his roommates, after I'd been there, you know, every day for a couple months, started low-key making comments about me living there. And he was like, Jess doesn't live here. <laughs> she does not live here. What are you talking about? You know, just sleeps here every night, but does not every live night. here. Every night, yeah. Doesn't live so here. So I no, feel like no. that's the same thing here. Yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? But yeah, no, it, it worked for me too. And there's going to be some like issues with that throughout the episode, which I think is like really, it's going to, it's kind of like comedic. I like it. It feels very realistic and personal. Um, I like that they include those things and not just like straight to business, supernatural work. They always. Yeah. And I also will say, because we did comment on it last episode, I feel like Prue's like making fun of the like seeing Leo naked thing here. It felt more funny to me in this episode than it did in last episode because it felt like she was teasing Piper as opposed to just like being weird. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's still weird to me, <laughs> but it's still something that I probably wouldn't say, but it it's not as problematic here because it's like you said it's more like a teasing type thing than anything super weird but like Prue we haven't forgotten that you were just staring for way longer than appropriate okay we remember yeah we were there <laughs> so now we are at the hospital and we see three monkeys are locked in cages labeled Prue Piper and Phoebe and Dr. Williamson is on the phone with someone and he's in some sort of kind of like lab at the hospital. Um, and they're talking about Piper's Arroyo fever. And the other doctor says, I may be new to San Francisco Memorial, but I'm very aware of your project. And Williamson says, then you're also aware of the fact that her recovery makes no clinical sense. And he's like, true, but your subsequent tests fail to reveal anything out of the ordinary. And he says that he needs more time and injected the monkeys with their blood this morning. And the other doctor wants him to forget about Piper and just focus on currently sick patients. And he's like, I am. Somewhere in this blood could be the key to unlocking a universal antibody. And the other doctor disagrees and tells him to end the project and hangs up. Dr. Williamson says that he's not giving up and he starts mixing their blood together into a container and putting it in a needle. And the monkeys are in the background, like, jumping around, and he goes to open the Prue monkey's cage, but that monkey uses telekinesis and takes the needle that he filled with all three of their blood and injects him with it instead, and he falls. Yes. Dun-dun-dun! Monkeys with powers! What an exciting episode. 
I know. I love it. So obviously this is going to be a problem. Dr. Williamson just got injected with all three of the sisters' blood. And I guess we'll just have to see how that affects him. But I kind of like this little introduction with him and how they show his character there still being very obsessed with what happened with Piper and how he hasn't let it go and has been doing research for so long. Even other doctors are like, no, we need to terminate this project. And he's he's not ready to do that yet. And I remember when we had talked about him in the first episode that he was in, and we were kind of wondering like whether he acts this way out of like a real desperate need to help people or if it's out of a desperate need to be well known as a doctor or like you know kind of make his name something which I mean even here we don't know still yet what it could be like he yeah. wants to find this cure and is very determined and he says it's to help other people but could it be to kind of make his name well known you know yeah I'm definitely wondering the same thing the other question I'm wondering, because, okay, we know that the reason the monkeys have the powers is because they were injected with the blood. Is it really that easy to get a witch's powers? Like, I guess witches can never donate blood because now they're just going to be giving people their fucking powers? I know. I I was questioning that, too. Like, if it's all in their blood, then this kind of doesn't really make too much sense. If it were that simple, then yeah, you would you would think that lots more people would be witches or these demons would find that as a reason to kind of, or as an easier way to steal their powers. Yeah, right? You just cut their hand a little and inject yourself. Yeah. Like, that's really all you would need to do. So if it's that simple, um, it's a little weird to me, but I guess for this episode's sake... It makes sense. I don't know. Yeah. And I definitely want us to keep an eye on because I don't recall if it ever comes up again, if anything having to do with blood and like the transfer of powers ever happens again in the show. That's something I just want to keep in the back of my mind. Yeah, I definitely want to see if that comes up again and if they stay consistent about it. So then we go to the theme song. And when we come back, we're back in the like lab in the hospital and Dr. Williamson is bandaging up his neck where the needle went in. And the monkeys are like being super loud and jumping around and he yells at them to be quiet. And when he does, he moves his hand and the blood that was on the table goes flying off and into a cabinet. And he's like super shocked that this just happened. That's when the doctor that he was on the phone with earlier, who we find out is named Dr. Jeffries, walks into the room and Dr. Williamson freezes him. Then he unfreezes him and Dr. Jeffries notices that like Dr. Williamson is now on the other side and he asks about it, but then quickly gets like distracted by the blood all over the floor and asks what happened. Williamson says that he had an accident and Jeffries is like, oh, are you okay? And then asks what happened to his neck. And Dr. Williamston starts saying that he needs to get a hold of the Hallowells, and Jeffries reminds him that he terminated the project. He's like, maybe you should take some time off. You've been under a lot of pressure, and I understand your sister's been sick. He grabs his jacket, and he's like, I told you I need to get a hold of the Hallowells immediately. Like, he's, like, holding and shaking him. And then, like, he kind of realizes what he's doing and lets Jeffries go. 
And Jeffries is obviously upset and is like, I want you cleared out of this lab by the end of the day. And he leaves. And then Williamson turns back to the monkeys and we see that monkey Prue is using telekinesis to like get herself a banana. So now Williamson knows about their powers and he's very quick to be using them. You know, I mean, obviously he's not doing, he didn't know what he was doing. It's happening on accident, but his reaction to this is a little shocking to me. He doesn't seem very surprised or seem to have much of a reaction to it at all he's just still very determined to kind of figure out what's going on yeah he's also very aggressive throughout this scene so i have thoughts you know to what kind of person he is um but i'm also wondering because as we'll learn later in the episode like he can't handle the powers so i'm wondering if this is like part of that or if he's always been aggressive because we have seen him be slightly aggressive in the previous episode such as when he was like oh who was blocking the damn door you know like that whole scene yeah but i also wonder if he's usually better at controlling this i mean obviously when you grab your boss by like the shirt like that you're gonna get fired so not such good going there And as we get deeper into the episode, I do definitely want to talk about the point you're making about how quickly he is able to kind of like use and control the sister's powers, whereas I feel like it took them longer. Agreed. I I definitely do. Um, And I was thinking the same thing and we kind of figure out because he's not meant to have these powers that that definitely plays a role in him kind of progressively getting more aggressive throughout the episode so i'll definitely have more to say about that as we continue as well so now we are on this movie set and prue walks into stage four and she walks up to evan stone who's like in a chair getting his makeup done and she introduces herself and almost gets sent away because his publicist lucy thinks that she's someone with the tabloids and then gets upset about her having a temporary id So she goes to call Gil Corso, which is Prue's boss, to confirm her employment and does that. And then Prue starts talking about Aikido movies and says that they come in handy with her line of work. And Evan says photography business must be rougher than I thought. And she says only when publicists don't trust temporary IDs. And Evan says Lucy's a really cool person, newly promoted, just struggling to control her new power, that's all. And Prue's like, yeah, I can certainly relate to that. And um, you can tell in, like, their eyes that they're kind of, like, flirtiness vibes and they like each other. There is a crush for sure. Um, I kind of like how they subtly do this in episodes, too, where they'll include or incorporate kind of random moments with other people and other storylines into what's actually going on like being like oh she's just struggling to control her new power and proves like i can relate obviously talking about her power and the fact that they even mention that at all is because the whole theme of this episode is williamson gaining this power that he can't control so it's kind of cool how they subtly throw in things like that and i feel like it happens a lot in these episodes yeah exactly and you know kind of the way that he has all his business put out there and the way that like that would be a disaster for the sisters right because one of their biggest threats with Williamson gaining powers is the potential for exposure exactly so it kind of all clicks in together yeah 
So then we go to Piper's bedroom and Phoebe's in the closet looking for something and Leo orbs in and goes up behind her and is like, ever done it on a cloud? And Phoebe goes, I don't know, does a feather bed count? And he like is so embarrassed and like gets up. He's like, oh, Phoebe, I thought you were Piper. And she's like, well, it is her room. And he starts apologizing and saying it won't happen again. And she's like, oh, like I won't tell Piper, whatever. And she lets him know that Piper's in the kitchen and he goes and then she pulls out this piece of paper from her pop kit and writes down item number two, orbing in unannounced. <laughs> I love it. I love this little side moment. This See, this wasn't even important. They just added this scene in for comedic effect and I love it. <laughs> Yeah, no, I loved it. And I loved their little, like, awkward, like, hand gestures at each other and smiles throughout the scene. Like, it was really well put together by the actors, too. So I loved this. Yeah, I I definitely agree. I wonder if it's hard for them to kind of play that role with each other when in real life they are actually a couple. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like that's part of why, like, the chemistry is so strong. So, like, even when they're kind of acting in this, like, awkward situation, like, they just... They play really well off each other, which I think makes the relationship dynamic, even as, like, this awkwardness really work between the two of them. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Now, downstairs in the kitchen, Piper is on the phone, and she's like, you're calling me at home? And Dr. Williamson is like, yes, Miss Hallowell, I need you to meet me in my lab as soon as possible. And Piper's like, I'm not going anywhere. And he says, look, you don't understand. This is very important. And she says goodbye and hangs up just as he's starting to say that he needs her help. And then in the lab, we see him holding his neck and hangs up the phone and the monkeys are going nuts in the background. And he like throws the computer into the wall with his like at, um power. So... So, I actually feel bad for Williamson at this point in the story because like I feel like he is trying to like do the right thing and get Piper's help for like whatever it is that's going on but I also understand like Piper's point of view because obviously she doesn't know that this happened she just thinks that like he's trying to figure out what's wrong with her and she's afraid of exposure of course right and you can see even here Piper starting to feel very like kind of sad and almost guilty about this like you know she feels bad that she can't help Williamson like you can tell by her reaction and the way that she answers him and the way she brings it up and is very upset from even the first scene in the episode and we're just going to kind of see that progress through on the like throughout the episode and Piper's emotion and it feels very realistic to me and like kind of her difficulty in this position is definitely hard but I do understand where Williamson is coming from at this moment trying to actually get her help but like I don't know yeah because she kind of just hangs up on him because I feel like that's what he was gonna say like I need your help something weird is going on or whatever he was gonna say exactly But, like, I definitely am interested in tracing, as we continue watching the episode, kind of Piper's feelings about Williamson and the situation. Because I think her reactions throughout this episode are really interesting and really telling about her character. Yeah, I agree. So then from there, we're back in the kitchen, and Leo walks in and asks Piper if everything's okay. 
she tells him that Dr. Williamson has been sending her letters and now he just called. And then she asks what he's doing there. She's like, please don't tell me there's a demon running around. And he says, no, I just figured since it was your day off, maybe you could spend it with me. And they hug and he asks again if she's all right. And she's like, yeah, um, I mean, it's not like he's ever going to figure out that you were the one who saved me. So I'm not going to worry about it because there's nothing to worry about. And they just kind of look at each other. Here, I feel like it's just more kind of foreshadowing about something that is actually going to happen. But cute moment between Piper and Leo, him just kind of wanting to spend time with her. So I don't have too much to say there. Yeah. Cute couple vibes. And, you know, just kind of like a little bit more of Piper's guilt is really all I'm seeing there, too. So. Exactly. So now in the lab, the phone starts ringing and Dr. Williamson picks it up and he's like, Miss Halliwell. And on the other end, it says, no, this is Nurse Jordan, your sister's nurse. And he asks if she's okay. And the nurse says that he needs to get her to he needs to get to her room as soon as possible. And he says he'll be right there and hangs up. And then he looks over at the monkeys and goes and then monkey Prue like astral projects out of there. Um, so we got that little hint from the Dr. Jeffries earlier in the episode that there's something going on with Williamson's sister and her being sick. So here we're a little closer to figuring out what that is. Right. That's basically what I was going to say. Um, kind of. We're seeing that he's got his own personal issues going on on top of this obsession. And now kind of what's happening with him getting injected with the blood so overall things seem to be kind of spiraling for him and we're going to find out what happened with his sister and kind of how it plays a role in him becoming what he does yeah throughout the episode exactly so then we're on the film set and prue is taking pictures of evan and then we see monkey prue astral project in behind him and she's like waving to Prue and Prue notices her and the armband on her that's like from the hospital. And Prue's like, oh, what a cute monkey. And Evan's like, monkey? And Prue's like, yeah, he's right behind you. And then the monkey astral projects out and Prue's like, oh shit. And Evan turns around and is like, what are you talking about? And Prue's, you know, like, okay, thanks. And like starts packing up her stuff and she He's like, we just got started. And she's like, no, we're finished. Like, I got the perfect shot. And she leaves and he follows her out. Then we're in the studio parking lot where he gives her her car keys because, like, she forgot them. But they drop to the floor and both of them bend down to pick them up. And he puts them in her hand and there's this, like, photographer in a car taking pictures of them. And he leans in and whispers to her, you can shoot my picture anytime, Miss Hallowell, and she leaves. So I will say, I don't care for Evan Stone that much. Like, he's not really an issue throughout this episode, but he's not, I don't know, like, I don't feel any real heat between them, any chemistry. I'm not like, ooh, I hope this goes somewhere. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's, like, a fun little, like, flirtationship. Like, I enjoy their interactions, but, like, I don't see it developing into anything. Yeah, I I agree. Aside from that, just her seeing the monkey and them kind of starting to get the connection there. It's just kind of bringing them into the whole Williamson situation. Exactly. We're kind of getting that first hint into there, and we'll see them start to make connections going forward. So... 
Now back at the manor in the kitchen, Phoebe is putting flowers on the table and Prue walks in and Prue's like, you are never going to believe what happened today. And she's like, yes, I will. I saw Notting Hill. And Prue's like, what are you talking about? And then says that these flowers are from Evan. And Phoebe's like, I hope you're happy. You're stealing my dream man. And the card says, Prue, what really happened, Evan? And then Phoebe says something happened. And she's like, yes, but not with Evan Stone. Is Piper here? And Phoebe's like, yeah, she's in the living room with Leo again. And then Prue calls for them. And Phoebe's like, so are you going to tell me why he sent you flowers? And Prue's like, you know, I just have no idea. And she's like, huh. And they say the youngest is the most naive. Then Piper and Leo come in and Piper comments that Prue's back early. And she's like, yes, I am. That's because a monkey astro projected to me on the set today. And they're all confused and kind of a little like, like are you sure and she's like yeah and it waved at me like it knew me or something I think it wanted my help and Phoebe's like honey I think you're working way too hard and Prue's like no I saw it and tells them about how it had a hospital ID bracelet and Piper asks Leo if monkeys can astro project and he says not without powers and it would have to have your powers too to find you magic to magic Prue's like, my power? How can it have my power? I have my powers. All right, wait, so you're saying that a monkey is sharing my powers? And Leo basically just says that it's not impossible. And then Piper asks about the hospital wristband, and Prue says that it had a rose on it. And then Piper kind of realizes and grabs the letter that she threw in the trash earlier from Dr. Williamson and says that you know like is this the rose because it's got the same logo and she's like yes and then piper tells them that he called this morning and that she hung up on him and she's like do you think he found out about her powers and Prue's like bos and phoebe's like bos oh book of shadows book of shadows and they both like run off to go to the book then leo hears the white lighter jingle sound and kisses piper and says that he's got to go so the Prue and Phoebe stuff here is kind of funny how like Phoebe's like jealous that, you know, Prue got these flowers and Prue's not really like, she's like, whatever, it's not a big deal. But I think Prue yeah. low-key was enjoying the flirting too. I also, you know, the way that Phoebe's still making these little digs at like Leo always being there, you could tell she's annoyed. And, you know, I'll have more to say about that at the end of the episode and kind of where I think that came from, but Phoebe's looking for love, right? We see it in the way she's jealous of Prue and Evan Stone, and also in the way that she's kind of, like, upset about Leo being around all the time. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I think it might be kind of a slight jealousy issue. As much as she is happy for her sister, it's still, like, maybe, like, a little bit personal to her. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then, of course, you know, them kind of making this connection that Williamson might know about their powers and somehow these monkeys have their powers. Right. That there's some sort of involvement with Williamson in the hospital, so at least it's somewhat of a lead for them to follow. So then we're at the hospital and we see this woman in a hospital bed and there's a cop and Dr. Williamson and the cop's saying, you know, my wife is dying, but she's 33rd on the wait list, Curtis. She's not going to live long enough to get a kidney. And Dr. Williamson looks like super sweaty and disgusting. And he's like, there's nothing I can do, Larry. I'm sorry. 
And then Larry starts talking about like these scumbag criminals going free while he's with his wife and asks if, you know, Williamson can't do anything to help his sister. And Williamson doesn't really say anything. And then Larry starts to leave, but Williamson touches his shoulder to stop him. And when he does, he has a premonition. And he turns to the nurse and he's like, get the crash team, get a gurney in here, stat. This man's going to have a heart attack. And she's like confused, but then he's like, come on, go. And she does. Larry's like, you're the one who looks like you're about to collapse. But then like he grabs his chest and falls down just as like the team comes in. And then er the nurse asks him how he knew and they all start treating him. And he just leans in and says that he'll save Edie too and leaves as the other doctors keep working on Larry. Then we cut to this like office inside the hospital. There's a woman at the desk and Williamson bursts in and he's like, I need a list of all the criminals who were admitted and released from the hospital jail ward. Now. Yeah. Very demanding. I know. Like, don't talk to her that way, Williamson. Please be yeah. respectful. Please, she did nothing wrong. Literally. She, like, I just work here. <laughs> he's always yelling at these women. Like, first he yelled at that nurse. Now he's yelling at this woman who works at the desk. Like, Williamson, please. I know. Like, like calm the fuck down. But at least so, we've seen him yell at men, too. So it's probably not a, you know, misogynistic thing. But I still don't like it. Yeah. Agreed. I think that um, part of this probably does have to do with, like, his maybe regular aggression that he may already have. But we see kind of things start to escalate as he gets worse he's he's starting to look very sick um he's not doing so well he's getting more aggressive and here he is wanting to find these criminals i mean and his sister's sick so he's obviously very upset about that wants to save her life and i guess we have larry to thank for what happens next because he was the one who made williamson think of these scumbag criminals no, and now here he is grabbing the lists from the jail ward to probably go after these guys yeah and larry out here going off on a tangent these scumbag criminals shut the fuck up shut the fuck up i don't like you i know like what does this have to do with her at all like i'll like, have is... some comments on the criminals when they actually come up but like come on yeah like i get it your wife is sick but that had nothing to do with anything at all <laughs> yeah because you personally were going to stop all these scumbag criminals if your wife wasn't sick. The whole city yeah, is depending know. on you. It's Larry and Daryl, the only two cops in San Francisco. <laughs> Seriously, the only ones. Oh my god. Also, hilarious that Dr. Williamson's first name is Curtis. I'm just throwing it out there. If your name I is know. Curtis, I'm sorry, but funny name. Yeah. Like, sorry, but I would never. <laughs> kind of reminds me of, like, a frog like kermit the frog? like kermit like kermit yeah i think that's why i don't know why my mind always goes to that even though it's not even curtis it just kind of sounds like it. no offense to all the curtises out there yeah any curtises who are fans of the pod i'm really sorry yeah i'm sure i'm sure you're still very nice people i recommend changing your name <laughs> just kidding Anyways, so now in the lab, a little later, the sisters walk in and see that the place is a total mess, and they look over and see the monkeys in cages that are named after them, and Piper's like, 
well, too bad we can't ask them where Williamson is. And Prue notices her monkey waving to her again, and they go closer and notice that the monkeys are named after them. Prue says, we need to take a look around and make sure there's nothing else that could expose us. And Phoebe says, maybe that's why the monkey projected to you, Prue. Maybe she was trying to warn you. Then Piper finds multiple files with their name on it, and Prue sees the tests were all run on their blood, searching for a universal antibody. And they see that the monkeys are using their powers on bananas, so obviously the monkeys have their powers. Um, and Prue's like, I think it's safe to say Dr. Williamson probably knows about us. We need to get them out of here before somebody walks in and sees them flying and everybody finds out about us. And then they start letting the monkeys out. And then when Phoebe picks up her monkey, she has a premonition of Dr. Williamson yelling at them and using Prue's power. And he's like, okay. She, or she's like, okay, not only does Williamson know about our powers, but he's got one of them, telekinesis. Piper's like, wait a minute, you remember what he was like when I was sick? He had the CDC here, the media. If we don't stop him, the monkeys aren't going to be the only ones in cages. And they all kind of just look upset. So they piece things together very quickly in this scene, but it does work for me because, you know, all the information is literally there. I guess that's the good thing about it being a research project is he had all his notes right there for them to find. Yeah. Like, it wasn't much of a secret. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it didn't, it didn't feel out of place. It didn't feel like, oh, of course, like, exposition or them figuring this out. It, it did work for me. It felt well-paced and them kind of getting worried about this. And then Phoebe's premonition um, for them being able to find out that he not only injected the monkeys, but has the powers himself. Exactly. And of course, you know, bringing us back to this idea of exposure, which of course is one of their main concerns with the episode and will interlock with the Evan Stone plotline later. Yes. So then we're at an apartment building and there's this like drug dealer on the phone arguing with someone and his door comes flying off the hinges and Williamson walks in and the guy screams and Williamson's like, are you Benny Ritter? And he picks up a gun and he's kind of like telling him to go. And then Dr. Williamson just throws him across the room with telekinesis and says that he's doing a house call. And then he injects him in the arm with something and like the guy's kind of like, no, no, but then he passes out and Williamson takes out a scalpel and pulls up the side of his shirt. Ugh. Just the idea of it. Ugh. <laughs> um, this is not a sanitary environment to perform surgery. I'm just going to be the first one to throw that out there. Oh God, not at all. For sure. And this freaking drug dealer criminal, like, <laughs> so, like, movie scene, like, shitty looking, like, skinny dude, like, I don't know, it was just so funny, like, I think. <laughs> There's a lot of, like, stereotypes with the, like, scumbag criminals that come up in this episode, and they're yeah. really hilarious, like, it's just so over the top. I know. It feels like a like a bad 80s movie. You know what I mean? Like this is so so stereotypical about these criminals, but it 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 doesn't not work. Like I think it's kind of funny and um overall not too bad. And then now we obviously see what Williamson's plan is or plan was once he got the um jail ward list was to 
find a match for his sister. Exactly. And steal one of their kidneys. (laughs) Yeah. So, back at the hospital, Piper freezes the hallway and the sisters run out with the monkeys in, like, this laundry bin. And they're about to freeze the next hall when Prue notices herself and Evan on the TV and turns up the volume. And they're talking, like, on the TV, they're referring to her as, like, this mystery woman in his life. And Phoebe's like, I thought you said nothing happened. And she's like, yeah, he was just returning my car keys. And Piper reminds them that they have bigger problems. And then they overhear this nurse saying, it was more than a miracle. It was as if he was clairvoyant. He said his brother-in-law was going to have a heart attack. And 10 seconds later, he collapsed. Then the sisters all look at each other and realize that it was a premonition. And Piper approaches her and says that she's the patient and asks where Williamson is. And then the nurse tells her that he went towards the records room and she thanks her and they go. And then Prue's like, so he's using our powers in public. And Phoebe's like, at least he's not hurting anyone. And Prue says, yet. I wonder why Prue suspects that he's going to hurt someone. I'm not really sure what Williamson has done to make think that he's like a villain i guess at this point yeah it definitely um kind of didn't need to be like played off like that like for her to just automatically know that he was going to do something wrong but maybe she was just kind of suspicious about it overall because like she's like well why did he take our powers then because they don't know that the monkey accidentally injected him you know that's like true, as far yeah. as they know he injected himself with the with the powers once he saw the monkey and then is like gonna use it for whatever he wants to do so i mean overall they probably just aren't really sure <laughs> yeah what no, he's that's capable fair. of that's a good point yeah so in the records room piper freezes the room and they start trying to figure out why he came in there and they all go to the computer and see the list and that Benny Ritter's name was highlighted and Prue clicks a button to print out the list and Phoebe grabs it and then they see that Williamson accessed it. And then over to Edie's room, we see Williamson leaning by his sister and he says, I've taken care of everything. You're going to be okay. A lot of people are going to be okay. And he has a cooler and gives it to the nurse and tells her to get his sister prepped for surgery and gives all the details but says, no questions, do it now. And the nurse goes off with the cooler. I drama. Not sure this is realistic, but, you know. Yeah, I don't think that it's that simple to just get somebody into surgery, but okay. (laughs) Just show up with an organ. No questions, just do it now. Yeah, like, uh, it's not that simple, but okay. Lot's sake, I guess. Lot's sake. So then we're back at the apartment building, and we see that Benny Ritter is being taken out on, like, a stretcher into an ambulance. And the sisters walk up to the caution tape at the scene, and Daryl sees them and walks over to them, and he's like, should I be afraid to ask what you guys are doing in this part of town? And Piper's like, we're not sure what happened. And he says some lowlife named Benny Ritter had a kidney removed. Not that he could tell us that. He was found sedated. And Daryl tells them that he's a drug dealer who got out on a technicality and that whoever did this stitched him up and left notes about what he did. Obviously, they're looking for someone with medical training. And Piper says, you can't. And Daryl says, I had a feeling you were going to say something like that. 
want to tell me why? And Prue says only that it's supernatural. He says, I can't really tell them that. And Phoebe says, it's the best we can do for now, Daryl. You're the one that said you didn't want to know what we were into. And he says that he'll keep them posted and he goes. And then Phoebe says, so much for not hurting anybody. And Prue says, yeah, well, we need to find him before the cops do. And Piper just looks sad and Prue asks her if she's okay. And she just says, I keep thinking if I had just answered one of his letters and they all kind of like look down and away from each other. So here we see Piper's guilt starting to progressively show a little more. Um, she looks very sad and hurt about what happened and kind of feels responsible, um, we can tell. And we're going to see it kind of hurt her a little more throughout as this continues. I will say, I feel so bad for Daryl in this scene. Like, poor guy has to just, and best we can do for now, this is what we got. You can't do this, Daryl, but there's nothing else we can help you with. Like, they do that and put him in this position like that so much like poor Daryl must be so tired of it like <laughs> I know but also like at the same time like what more can they do I mean he knows no I mean together he knows the deal right no like I'm not, not blaming them and saying they're responsible or anything I just feel so bad because Daryl gets kind of trapped in a position like this a lot and is kind of stuck being the middleman between them and the real world you know yeah, definitely. So. And I'm definitely also interested to see, like, how it will continue to impact his career and kind of how he'll continue to help them as time goes on. Me too, for sure. So now they are back at the manor in the living room and Prue is on the phone with her boss. And she says, Mr. Corso, you know I am not Evan Stone's girlfriend. Are you laughing at me? And the monkeys are running around and Phoebe's like chasing one and gets knocked over and is asking for help. And then Piper walks in with the books saying there's nothing about mortals or animals having powers, let alone how to get the powers out of them. And Piper picks up one of the monkeys and Phoebe says that they'll find something. Piper is worried about Williamson is going to do next and then Prue kind of gets off the phone and... Next thing you know, you see cameras flashing outside and voices start coming from all around the house and they're like ringing the bell and the sisters start like closing all the curtains and they're like, oh my God. And Prue asks if they saw anything and Piper's like, yeah, like stolen monkeys. And Phoebe's like, who knows, but at least they didn't see any magic. And then Leah warps in and Phoebe's like, never mind and rolls her eyes. And then one of the monkeys jumps into his arms and... He's like, um, I'll ask later. Right now I've got some bad news about Dr. Williamson. And voices are calling from outside and Piper's like, that's the press. They're after Prue. So this is a cute little establishing scene. I mean, we're really just getting some of this chaos. The idea of the media now hounding them because of the Evan and Prue situation is coming up. And of course, you know, this fear of exposure, especially now that they are being put in the spotlight, plus with what's going on with Williamson, it's like that double whammy. Yeah. Everything's kind of coming at them at all from all directions. Both the little plot lines are coming in together, like, you know, the media because of the Evan Stone and Prue, and then the whole Williamson monkey situation. Yeah. And of course, you know, the idea that they're not sure about how to get the powers out because a situation like this isn't typical and they don't know how to solve it yet exactly 
So then we go over to the kitchen and we see that the whole group has moved there and Leo's closing the blinds. Piper asks him what the bad news is and Leo says that Williamson is screwed with their powers in his mortal body, that like basically they've been preparing for generations to take on these powers and his mortal body won't be able to handle it. Piper asks what's going to happen to him and Leo says that he'll go mad and Prue says just from our powers and Leo says yes you see that spell that you cast to cure Piper changed everything and now it's changing Dr. Williamson. Your magic is meant for doing good but in the wrong person somebody not ready for it that need to do good things and Piper finishes his sentences and is like could go bad and he says real bad. And he tells her that, you know, Dr. Williamson chose his path and it's not her fault, but that they do need to stop him before things get worse. That's when the bell rings and there's knocking at the door. And Phoebe says that she's going to make a potion to separate powers from witches. Maybe if it works on the monkeys, it'll work on Williamson. Prue says that she has to figure out a way to get rid of the reporters and talk to Evan. And Piper says that she needs to call Daryl. So Piper goes with Prue to the front door. She freezes the reporters outside so that Prue can run past. As this is happening, Leo is behind her and asks if she's okay. She says, well, considering our powers have combined to drive a man crazy and have put who knows how many other people in danger. And then she unfreezes, like, the reporters and closes the door and says, I'm terrific. It isn't her fault, but she does feel very guilty. And, I mean, it's understandable, but there's really nothing she could do. It was her sickness that got them into this in the beginning and kind of them saving her that kind of made this spiral. But Dr. Williamson did choose his own path. But I can understand why Piper feels very responsible for this situation. I'm actually going to totally disagree with you. This entire situation is Piper's fault because she opened the illegal fruit. So, Yeah, she did do that. That's the thing. That's why she got sick. That's I'm you're you're not wrong there. This all started because of her. No, but I'm totally kidding. I I agree with you. Yeah, I think that, I know. <laughs> you know, um, obviously Piper's guilt is understandable, but it is misplaced, and obviously it's none of their fault that this is happening. Williamson again is kind of rejecting this power and becoming a villain almost because of what is happening to his body which of course he's not in control of but leo at least at this point thinks that he chose this path because again like you mentioned earlier they don't know that he was accidentally injected and even though that part wasn't his fault he is the one making decisions to steal organs and do things like that because he thinks that's helping exactly and the more this goes on the the worse it's going to get for him and I, I'm definitely curious to see if they are able to kind of save Dr. Williamson from becoming this villain or if things just go south. So I'm looking forward to how this episode plays out there for yeah, him. me too. So now back at the studio, Evan is stunt fighting with some guys and then this director yells cut. And he walks up to Prue who's there and is flirty, pretending to fight her. And she's like, Evan, my front yard is filled with photographers, okay? They're watching my every move. And he's like, come on, it'll blow over. You're a normal, red-blooded American girl with nothing to hide, right? And she's like, right, 
but uh, I can't really do my job with flash bulbs going off in my face every single second. And then he tells her that she can't fight back and says whatever energy they're throwing at you just pass right on by. Because eventually that energy will come back around and lead them to someone else. And he says this while he's doing all these like hand motions about it. And she doesn't get it and asks if his people can just issue a statement. And he's like, can I use your cell phone? Like, and uses her cell phone. And he starts calling a tip to a tabloid using his alias, Julius, to say that they're on their way to dinner, um, him and this mystery girl. And then she laughs because he's, like, kind of making a joke or, like, or using, like, a funny voice and everything. And then... Um, he tells her that he's got she's got about 15 minutes to get going and then he says that he's probably just gonna say he dumped her because he's a bad boy and then she's like sure you are uh thanks for the flowers and he says you deserve them along with that quiet normal life you seem to want so badly and she leaves so i thought that was sweet the way he handles this situation and kind of does get rid of them for her because you know, he understands that in his career, this is something he kind of signed up for, but obviously Prue wasn't asking for this. They're not even actually dating. So him kind of doing this for her felt sweet and sincere. So I did enjoy this scene between the two of them. I also, of course, will comment that his thing about, you know, letting it pass right on by and all that and kind of like this boomerang effect um, is obviously foreshadowing for something that'll happen later in the episode. Yeah, it. Oh, wow. I didn't even think about that. You're right. <laughs> See, the way this show like subtly points these things out and makes connections like that, it's crazy. But yeah, no, like you said, this was a very sweet scene. It did feel very sincere that he did that for her and understands that even though this is his, what he chose for himself, he knows that she didn't choose this and obviously doesn't want this and is willing to help her. So then we're at another apartment and Dr. Williamson is doing another house call. This time it's on like a guy who's like a gun dealer, I guess, to children. Um, so yeah, you know, he's continuing to go after these criminals. But again, is that the right thing to be doing? Um, no. No. <laughs> so back at the manor in the kitchen, Piper notices that the paparazzi's leaving and Phoebe is working on the potion, and she combined two power separation spells with a human from animal extraction spell, and she puts it in a bottle, and Leo gives it to one of the monkeys, and the monkey drinks it, and then Phoebe holds up a banana, and is like, Prue monkey, like, you want this? And the Prue monkey starts to move it, but then the power stops working, so her spell worked, I mean, her potion worked. And then the bell rings and Phoebe takes a monkey from Piper and Piper goes to get the door. So then in the entryway, Daryl walks in and he's like, tell me again, I'm not hunting down some demonic son of a bitch. She's like, Daryl, I told you when I called, he's a human being. And Daryl says, with a supernatural talent for butchery. In the past four hours, Dr. Williamson has dropped off two more coolers at hospitals and he's not bothering to stitch up his victims anymore. And Piper looks so upset, and she's like, he's killing people, and Daryl just wants to find him. He's saying, we've staked out all the hospitals, but somehow he's getting in, dropping off his gifts, and getting out without anybody seeing him. He's using your powers, isn't he? And Piper says, yes, but we found a way to stop him. And Daryl says, not if I stop him first. 
And Piper's like, Daryl, don't kill him. And Daryl says, Piper, he might not give me a choice. The two people he killed, they're criminals, but nobody deserves to die like that. She goes, if you try to stop him, he will kill you. And Daryl looks upset and leaves. And Piper goes over to the list and sees the victims' names that Daryl mentioned are on there. And then she calls for Phoebe and Leo and says, we have to call Prue. I know where Williamson is. So them kind of figuring out that he's going to these hot, like these places of people on the list of the jail ward. I feel like I would have made that connection a lot sooner. Like, I don't know why Piper's just now realizing like, hey, he stole this paper, but probably just for that one guy. And he's just randomly finding these criminals. Like, I don't know. <laughs> well, I think there was also only a certain number on the list. And so now she knows that like, which one specifically he's going to next. And also, like, oh, Benny yeah. Ritter's name was the only one highlighted, so maybe they thought that would be the only victim. Okay, yeah, that's true. That makes sense. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it it is sad that now he's kind of crossed the line where can they still save him? I mean, now he's officially killed people, and things are getting worse, and Piper's obviously, like, mortified about this and hurting really bad, thinking about, like, the fact that this is happening, that he's hurting people, and that it's kind of all because of her, or at least that's what she feels, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And I understand Daryl's perspective, too. Like, Piper's trying really hard to be like, Daryl, please don't kill him. Like, he's a human being and all of that. But Daryl's like, but he's, like, he may not give me a choice. Like, he's bringing this on himself. There's nothing I can do. And it makes sense. Yeah. So now we are at some random building and it's nighttime and there is some woman working on something and asking Bobby if he has a buyer, just kind of yelling it. And then Dr. Williamson walks out from the back room with a cooler and the lady like sees him and he's like about to use his power on the woman when he goes flying because Prue is behind him and sent him flying. And then Prue tells the woman to go and she grabs her stuff and leaves. And Williamson sits up and Piper tells him that he's sick and that he's doing terrible things. And he says, I'm saving lives. And Piper's like, no, you're hurting people. And she moves closer to him and says, we have medicine for you. We think it might help. And he says, you know, I really have you to thank for all of this. I couldn't do it without you. And Piper's like, don't say that. And she offers him the potion and then he's like pretending like he's about to grab it and then throws her into the wall and she drops the potion. And then Prue and Phoebe start to move towards her and he throws them too. And then he gets up and starts to leave and Phoebe comes over and she's like, we want to help you. And he says, I don't want your help. I'm doing great things. I'm saving lives. I've got a lot of work to do. And his voice gets all like deep and evilly, like it's like he's turning into a monster or something. And then Phoebe says, oh, okay, well, then this is for the monkeys. And she punches him in the face and then she goes to kick him, but he throws her back with the power and she's knocked out and he leaves, stepping on the potion and breaking it on his way out while Piper starts to wake up. So here, I guess we kind of get the point that Dr. Williamson probably can't be saved and that Piper really is, you know, trying so hard to save him here. And even when he's like, you know, I have you to thank for this, like, Piper's already feeling the guilt here, but she's like, you know, don't say that. 
um, because I think she wants to redeem both herself and him in this moment. And I think, you know, losing this innocent for her is definitely hard. And we could talk more about that in the final scene because, you know, whether or not what happens next, as we can tell by the deep demony voice that the show loves to use, <laughs> he's too far gone at this point. Yeah, it seems like he's past the point of no return. And um, we can tell that Piper feels really guilty still. And we're going to see that she continues to kind of not give up hope that he can still be saved. And when we see what happens in the final scene with him, then we can discuss more about, yeah, the loss of the innocence and um, kind of the guilt that they may have in situations like this. So then we're in the manor and the sisters are all in the conservatory and Phoebe is scrying but having no luck because she's scrying for their powers but the crystal keeps finding them instead of Williamson. Piper tells her to keep trying and Prue says, guys, we need to talk about what we're going to do. And Piper's like, we already have a plan, the elixir. And Phoebe says that he trashed it. And Piper's like, so we'll make more. And Phoebe says that there are no ingredients left, the store is closed, and besides, there's no way they can get him to take it. He's stronger than we are. Piper says he was my doctor. He tried to save my life, remember? And Prue says he could have killed us, Piper. And she says, but he didn't. Prue says, no, but he might be out there right now trying to kill someone else. We need to face the fact that he's one innocent that we might not be able to save. And Piper says, but he needs help. What are you suggesting? You guys want to vanquish him? And they kind of like look like, yes. And she's like, you can't be serious. He's not a demon. He's a human being. And Prue says, not anymore. And Piper says that they can't use their powers to punish. And Prue says that they're saving lives. And all Piper has to do is freeze him. And Piper's kind of like, why? So you can move him and kill him? And then Leo walks in and says that he didn't find anything. And... The crystal lands on the map, so Phoebe has found where Williamson is. Piper's reaction here is definitely very understandable. I mean, she, they all know, including her, that there really is no other option at this point. But it's a lot harder for her to accept, being that she feels responsible and that he did save her life and kind of the guilt that we've been talking about this whole time. And I'm sure as much as Prue and Phoebe agree and don't want to have to hurt him they've kind of come to the conclusion and are kind of more okay with the idea because they didn't have that connection or have those feelings about it that this is just what has to be done yeah and i think you know part of it you know is like piper said she feels that he tried to save her life but also there's the fact that piper feels responsible after ignoring him because she you know if she had just gotten to him sooner she feels like she maybe she could have stopped this from happening so I think she doesn't want it to be too late to save him because that's only going to add to her feelings of responsibility for the situation exactly so now we are in some like random crack house alleyway kind of thing and Williamson is walking through these people and there's a lot of sick people sitting on the floor coughing and the sisters walk in and Piper's like Dr. Williamson, we can help you, but you have to stop hurting people. It's over. And he says, if you say so. And then he drops the cooler and he has this scalpel in his hand and he like 
moves his arm back to throw it, but Prue throws it into the wall behind him before um, he can. And then the guys that are on the floor, like, start running out and get out of there. And then Williamson says, you should have stayed away. And he goes to throw something at them, and Piper freezes it. And it's like this, kind of like a giant spinning saw disc type thing. Yeah. Um. Do you know what that thing is? Like, I don't... I don't. That's why I kind of put a thing, because I didn't really yeah. know what you would call that. It's got, like, razors. It's like one of those, like, moving circular saw things, but it's, like, really big. So Piper freezes it as she as he goes to throw it at them. And then Phoebe tells her to freeze him, and she does, but he, like, fights through the freeze and unfreezes. And then he throws another one at them, but Prue starts moving it back and is, like, holding it away. And it starts kind of moving back and forth between the two of them. And he's getting really strong and good at this. And Piper's like, I mean, Prue's like, Piper, when I tell you to, just let go. And she does. And they all duck. And um, the thing hits the wall and bounces back into Williamson and, like, stabs him in the chest. And he pulls it out and falls to the floor. And Piper runs over to him, and she's like, no, and starts crying, like, not wanting him to die. And she's, like, crying and being like, I'm so sorry. So this scene, kind of devastating, um, especially Piper's yeah. reaction at the end, like, breaks my heart for her. I know. You know, as far as the plan goes, I think it worked well. I think, you know, there was that final attempt from Piper to say, like, we can help you, and then... Obviously, him attacking them is the point of no return. Um, right. I like the way that Prue kind of had this quick thinking, though. What was the wall made of that it bounced off and bounced back I know. into him? Like, was it a rubber wall? Little confusing. Also, just like the, the stereotypical thing. environment of this scene, like when they're trying to create, they're obviously trying to create like a crack house, right? Yeah. And they're just painting, like, the idea that addicts are criminals, which I hated seeing, like. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. It was, like, really weird and unnecessary. And like you said, Piper giving him that final attempt and trying really hard to still give him that chance so that she could save his life. And then they all just kind of come to that conclusion that it is too late and there's nothing else they could do. Not that she wanted him to die. It kind of all happened like that unintentionally, but. In the end, that's kind of what had to happen, it seems like. Yeah, definitely. It became a situation of, you know, it's us or him. And of course, Prue's going to save herself and her sisters over someone who has been lost to the dark side. Exactly. So then we're back at the manor and we're in the living room. And Phoebe and Prue are burning Williamson's files in their fireplace. And Prue says, well, at least everything's back to normal. And the monkeys are sitting on the couch, and she's like, for us. And Phoebe tells her that she's dropping the monkeys off at a wildlife conservatory in the morning. And then she asks them what they think of evil, and they one covers their eyes, one their ears, and one their mouth. And Prue and Phoebe both start laughing and saying how cute it is. Then Piper walks in, and Phoebe gives her the paper with her ground rules. And Piper starts reading from it. It says, I want a man who hates my brand of cereal, so there will always be some for me. A man whose love will catch me by surprise. And then she's like, what is this? And Phoebe says, it's a wish list. I hope I find someone as great as Leo. You deserve the best, and I think you found it. And they smile at each other. 
And Piper's like, so you guys don't mind if he's hanging around a lot? And Prue says, we just want you to be happy, honey. And Phoebe nods. And then Piper walks over and throws her file into the fire and starts to leave the room. They ask if she's okay. And she says, his name was Curtis. And Phoebe's like, who? And she says, Dr. Williamson. I read it in his medical bio. His first name was Curtis. He never married because he was working all the time. Saving lives was more important to him than having a life of his own. Now his life is over, and I can't help but feel responsible for that. And Phoebe says we tried to save him. And Piper says, but we didn't. And Prue says, because we couldn't. And Piper says, I couldn't. And she leaves. Phoebe asks if they should follow, and Prue says, not this time. So this is such an emotional scene. Like, I like that it felt pretty realistic, you know, that they are going to have their moments like this where there's nothing they can say to change things. There's nothing they can say or do that's going to make things better in a moment like this when they lose an innocent. And there's really no way to make Piper not feel responsible. At the end of the day, this happened and it's going to hurt and they lost someone. You know, it's not always we save the day and save everyone. And I like that they show that in this show. Yeah, I definitely agree. I also, you know, the way this scene, again, I think we saw this last episode at the end of the episode as well. It moves from kind of like this lighthearted, funny moment to such a deep emotional impact so quickly is really well done. Yeah, they do a really good job at like making that connection or that switch up, you know, and it, it, it doesn't feel like out of place or uncalled for it fits in really well every time yeah definitely and then the other question I just kind of want to raise let's give our final thoughts on Dr. Williamson I mean now we've seen everything the show has to offer from him do we think that he's a good person who just kind of lost his way what do we think yeah I mean I I don't think he was ever a bad guy maybe he was a little selfish or not even he was a little intense he was always a little intense but I don't think he ever had any bad intentions any wrong intentions and then this happening and his life going to shit it just kind of brought out the worst in him and kind of brought him down this path where he couldn't see the damage that he was doing so no I don't think he was a bad guy I think that he just lost himself along along the way Yeah, I think he's someone who kind of sees like taking whatever steps are necessary to fulfill whatever he thinks is right, right? So in the case of curing the Arroyo fever, that was doing whatever he had to do to Piper, taking her in with the CDC, locking her in that room, all of that. And then when it comes to, you know, trying to save these people, he thinks, you know, these criminals who are bad and shouldn't be out there, he's like, well, if I have to take from somebody to save innocent lives, I'm willing to do that because that to him is the greater good. You know, I think there's aspects of too much ambition in him. I think there's aspects of really black and white thinking in him. But at the end of the day, I do think that his ultimate goal was to help people And he just took it too far. And that's what kind of caused his downfall. Yeah, no, I couldn't have said it any better. Everything you're saying is exactly what I see in him as well. Any other thoughts before we go to the final scene? Yeah, I just want to say that I thought it was 
very cute the whole phoebe giving her the wish list kind of thing and ended up not giving her this list of like what leo can't do when he's here um and come kind of coming to the conclusion like you know what he makes her happy and he is a really great dude like let me be happy for her and show her that like all i want is to hopefully find someone as good as you found one day Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's connecting back to kind of what I brought up earlier about I think Phoebe's feelings of anger in this episode were actually coming from a place of jealousy more so than like an actual annoyance with Piper and Leo. Like I think there was a hint of it, but it was definitely more from the place of like, I want to find somebody too. Yeah, no, I I 100% feel the same way. So... Now, in the final scene of the episode, we are in Piper's room, and she walks over to her bed and sits down and just kind of starts breaking down and crying. And then Leo orbs in by her, and he sits down next to her and puts his arm around her, and she, like, leans into his chest and keeps crying while he just holds her, and that's how this episode ends. My heart, dude. (laughs) This is a really beautiful scene. I love the slowness of it. I love how the camera allows us to stay in the moment with her for so long. I think a lot of times, even on emotional moments, we do quickly cut to the next scene. And I really love the directing choice to let us stay with Piper and Leo as she has this breakdown and he comforts her. I think it says something about their relationship. I think it says something about who Piper is as a person and how difficult this loss truly was for her. And it just really, it's just a really well done scene. Yeah, absolutely. It really sticks out. It it shows a lot about their relationship. And like you said, who she is as a person, how she feels. And um, just that caringness of her and that part that even in the last episode they had mentioned, like Piper never giving up, Piper being so caring towards people and things like that. It's something that Leo really loves, but it's also something that kind of gets her in difficult situations where are moments that hurt her, like this with Dr. Williamson and even the last episode with the card to her dad, you know, like it's a it, it just shows more about her character. Yeah, definitely. So final thoughts on the episode? I think it was good. I mean, it wasn't any real um important information. I feel like it was like a a nice quick episode but it showed us a lot about piper's character it worked really well i don't really have any complaints i mean yeah there were some things that didn't really make that much sense and some things for us to keep an eye out in the future but i really i really did enjoy watching this episode and i think that the emotions by piper were played very well throughout yeah i'll say the same i think this is a really strong character development episode for piper I enjoyed kind of coming back to a character from earlier in the season. I thought that was kind of a fun thing to do right here in our final couple of episodes. And I'm really just excited to see how we're going to end this season and what we have to look forward to. Me too. I'm very excited. End of the season's coming up and we're finishing strong on some great episodes. So yeah, looking forward to it. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you want to reach out to us or follow us on social media, we're on Instagram and TikTok at rewitched underscore pod. You can also send us an email to rewitched.pod at gmail.com. 
and join us back next time for season two, episode 21, Apocalypse Not.